0: Hi, I'm Zohara with The Soloist, conversations on soul, music, education, life, and many things in between, the places we meet in soul. Listeners, and welcome back, or welcome in general. Before we start this episode topic, I'd like to thank all the warm, beautiful responses for the last podcast. Uh, it really warmed my heart. I know that talking about uh, elderhood, eldership, aging, old age, is a very sensitive topic in our society, in our culture, and it was very reaffirming to get all these beautiful um, responses and warm messages. Jessica writes, hi Zohara, the timing of your latest podcast is so unreal. Um, And she goes and she says, we are desperate. We are in the desperate need of wise elders to help us navigate through these devastating times of killing of innocent people and so on. Thank you for being an elder who steps forward and leads. And uh, Inga is writing You make me realize how afraid I am of the process that is coming sooner or later, of getting old. Listening to your words and knowing that people like these, like you, exist in the world, makes it doable. Thank you. Thank you for being a mentor. So, thank you all because your feedback is so important. Uh, It's important um, to keep me on the track and to remind me why I'm doing it. And I really appreciate it. I invite all sorts of respond, And as long as it's being said from the heart, and it's always being said from the heart, when I'm reading these responses, um, it's always helpful. So, thank you. Today, I'd like to share with you a topic which is very close to my heart, another one which is close to my heart, and this is about listening. I was recently participating in a webinar uh, that someone else gave uh, about parenting, and one of his questions to the audience was, what do you think is the most important thing in parenting? And parents had had come with all, all sorts of ideas. And mine was, like always, um, listening. I really believe that everything starts with listening. It's a passive thing. Or might come across as a passive thing. Not really passive. Because there's a, an active listening. We'll talk more as we go. But... Um, It's not something that somebody can see that we do. It's a subtle skill. And at the same time, so important. So important. Important in everything. In relationship, in parenting, in world peace, in getting together, in workplace, communities, you name it so listening is something which empowers our presence so listening empowers both the person who is listened to and the listener it's a present of presence We tend to confuse listening and hearing. They are completely different. Hearing is something that takes place instinctively. We don't have a choice with it. When you don't want to see something, you close your eyes. When you don't want to hear something, the only way is to cover your ears and be told that it's rude. Listening is different. Helen Keller said, everybody talks, nobody listens. Good listeners are as rare as white crows. You can listen without hearing. To listen is to receive a message, to process its meaning and then respond. And a respond can also be a non-respond. In other words, non-response is also a response. A response can be spoken or unspoken. Body language, face signals, energy field of the listener and the person who talks. All of them are part of the responding and the listening. A a response can be spoken or unspoken. Like I know when um, I listen to someone and I chose not to say anything, the person who talks to me will still know what I feel or maybe not what I think, but the person will know how the things that he said are being perceived by me. And we also listen to the things that are not said. So all of this I hold under the definition of listening. Listening can be a very demanding act. We have to intend it. We have to be present in order to listen. We have to concentrate. And it can be tiring and challenging for some people or at times. Why is listening so important? As I mentioned before, good listening can empower the, listening, the listener and the person who we listen to. So it works both ways. And here I talk about good listening, what we will call later quality listening. People who are being listened to report a decline in stress level, for instance. When you go to the doctor and you are being listened to, you will heal more quickly than if you are not listened. I always choose a doctor or a healer that listens to me. I remember once I went to see um, a specialist that my GP warmly and highly recommended. He said he's one of the best. And I came for the first appointment and the person, the very high distinct, highly distinctive person, distinguished person, was sitting in front of the computer. Ah... Uh, barely lift, lifted his head to watch me, to greet me. He was sitting there saying like, kind of hello, uh, and then said, yeah, what is the problem? And I was just sitting still waiting for him, for him to look at me. And it took a while. There was a little bit of a silence there and the silence drew his attention and he looked at me not understanding and like, what was doing this kind of face as if I, so there was something wrong with me of not replying straight away. And I dared to say to him, do you know what doctor such and such, I don't think we are meant for each other. I, and I stood up and say, I, I'm looking for a doctor that talks to me and not to the computer. He shrugged. I don't know what he felt. And I left the room. And later on, I told my GP, the next this is a specialized doctor you recommend, please make, it, make sure that this is somebody who can listen and who can see me and not me as a case. So this is just a one example which I love telling. I'd rather have someone who is less famous, but can see me, because I believe this is where and when I will heal better. When parents listen to their children, they empower them. When an employer is listening to his employees, he or she empower empowers them. When we listen to our partner, partners, we empower them. So to be there in a place of witnessing the other person is a gift. Listening creates a good connection between people. When you are listened to, your self-confidence enhances. Your self-esteem grows. Your self-empowerment is increased. You feel better about yourself, just as it is. You feel better about yourself when you are listened to. Listening improves psychological confidence, that's for sure. Like if I need to make a decision and I'm being listened to, I have someone to listen to me, I feel better because I'm being listened to. There are people around me. I can make my decisions more quickly. It reminds me, um, which might be actually connected and maybe a little bit not connected. I think it is connected when my Daughter was a little, and she used to say, Mom, I can't understand this homework or whatever. And I came and sat by her side. The minute I sat by her side, making myself completely available to her, she said, Ah, I know. And I always smiled. She, I didn't even have to help or to tell. I was just there with her. And it came to her. Listening makes us more productive. Listening builds trust. And as I said before, we are talking here about quality listening, not just listening. We know that in classes, um, children who are disruptive uh, are quite annoying for teachers, for most teachers. Because it, um, <laughs> it just challenges the teachers and it makes them, the teachers, not love these uh, children as much. Because it disrupts the flow of the lesson, or dare I say, what the teacher planned to teach. So what happens there is we get children who are trained to be quiet and find ways of surviving, being quiet, surviving the class. But in all, by all means, we are not getting um, children who learn how to listen. They only learn how to shut up, which is not the same, as we know. So let's talk about quality listening. What is quality listening? It's not giving advice. Example, your child comes and says, Mom, I'm afraid. You're not saying, you're not going to say, Oh, don't be afraid. Because you did not listen to the child. You just told him what to do. Another thing is, if there's something urgent that you want to pass on, don't use the listening as an opportunity to deliver it. Example, "Uh, Mom, Dad, I can't find my lunchbox. And you say, if you put it in place, you would find it. Okay. That's not what is really, really helpful and not even listening. The child doesn't feel listened to. So, Quality listening is to understand how you experience the world. So, when I say you, I mean the person who speaks. So, when I listen to you, when I do quality listening to you, I want to understand how you experience the world. I want to see and feel it through your eyes. No agenda for myself, I'm here because I want to understand how you experience the world. And what you feel, the person who is listened to, is you're really interested in me and it makes me feel so good. I can't. I'm worthy. So there is healing power in quality listening. It's a strengthening power for both the listener and the person who listened to. And that's important to remember. It's not just one-sided gift. It's something which empowers both the listener and the person who is listened to. Because when you listen to someone, it gives you the feeling of competency and ability to help. And you can see, it just gets back to you from the other person. It also improves the relationship between two people. It improves the well-being of the two, two people. And of course, contributes to harmony in the family, in the workplace, in school, in class, in community, in neighborhood, everywhere. So this This is actually the gift of listening because it's a two-sided gift. And I do know it takes skill. For some people, some people are um, born listeners, I I want to say, and some people learn to be listeners and some people, as Helen Keller said, are completely non-listeners. But the good news is that if you want to develop your listening skills. You can do it. So let's see what are the principles of listening. So number one will be empathy. It's an attempt to see the world from the other person's point of view. So number one, I understand what you tell me. That's a cognitive thing. And number two, I understand what you feel, an emotional thing. So I understand what you tell me, and I understand what you feel. Number two is curiosity or interest. If I think that I don't have what to learn from you, I will fake my listening. So if I come to a conversation and I don't really think that this person is interesting for me or has anything to teach me or anything new for me, I will actually find it really difficult, if at all, if possible at all, to listen. So I want to have something to learn from you. Let's see what it is. Will be the attitude. So this is important, the curiosity, having a curiosity of interest, even if you don't have it in the first place, but you make the intention to have it, this is a, a very important point. And number three is focusing. We live in a world full with destruction. We've got background noises. We've got notifications of all our um, devices social media, emails, you name it. So we need to be on guard that all of these around us will not distract us from focusing on the person who speaks. And For instance, if you sit with a person and listen to a person and then you get a call and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I just need to answer this one. And you answer this call and you try to make it as short as possible uh, and as quick as possible and you get back to the person, something already has died, has been stopped in the conversation. So one, you're trying to revive it, sometimes unsuccessfully. And two, you're not fully present because you're still under the impression of the call that you just received. So it is a distraction actually, just to answer the phone or whatever. Now, in a way, it would be wonderful if we can have a control on the outer and the inner distractions. We mentioned what the outer distractions are and we all know them, we meet them a lot but we also have to listen to our inner distractions. Like when you listen to someone, but while you're listening, you're planning your day or planning the next two hours after this meeting or you worry about something. All these kinds of things are felt by the person, even if you don't name them. It's in the energy field. So if you can... Help yourself by focusing, by avoiding outer distractions. And inner distractions, you'll be on the right track. Number four is don't judge. While you're listening, try not to judge. Now, judgment is important. I'm not saying that judgment is a bad thing. But judgment has a place after you listened, after you understood. So as we said, you want to know how the person thinks and what a person feels. So first of all, be open just to get this one, to get this message. Just listen and understand. And I'm talking also about positive judgment, because by saying, wow, this was amazing. I've never thought of this before. You are actually exerting some um, enthusiasm and you might think, oh, I made this person feel better, but not really, because there are two ways. You, You might actually say the whole time after almost every statement that your friend or the person that talks to you is mentioning, but then it will start being fake because nobody will believe that everything which I'm saying is wonderful or amazing. So this is one. And also, when you don't say it, the person might say, hmm, he or she don't, doesn't like what I'm saying because before they said it was amazing and now they don't say anything. So the same as I used to say, I always used to talk about praise. When you... When you just go out of your way, or when you try to give positive judgment, it's also a judgment. It doesn't have a place when you listen. Listening need to be, needs to have only your presence, just your pure present. An open heart, of course, because we don't listen from with our ears. The ears are just the organ, they deliver the message. We listen with our heart. So judgment actually impacts and harms the empathy. We want to have this empathy. And so I'll just mention again. So uh, the principle of listening is empathy, curiosity, and interest, focusing, and non-judgment, non-judgment. And now What are the tools, if you want to practice your listening skills, how can you apply these principles into action? How can you improve the quality of listening? And just a word before we go into the tools. It's good to choose one thing. Use it. Practice it. Improve it. And then move to the next one. You don't have to do all of them at once, better not. And uh, no new skills being learned by doing everything at once. And also, um, sometimes you might find that one is very helpful and the other is not. And also it's important that you find which one actually speaks to you. So let's see what are the tools for good listening. So what to do in order to become a good listener? Which tools to use? Number one, be curious. Prepare yourself to be curious. I'm going to be curious about how my child experienced the day in school. So you put the curiosity in your awareness. You highlight it. You make a decision. You make an intention. To be curious. Number two, try to understand what the person is saying and what the person feels. And you can also ask yourself if you understood. Because there is a sense, there is a different sense when you hear the words and you let them pass through you, or you hear the words and they translate or transmute into feeling. You can feel what the person in front of you is saying. Number three, ask questions to understand. You can say something like, I don't really understand, could you please explain it? Or could you say more about it because it really interests me? Or what did you mean when you said, so-and-so. When you are in empathy, your questions of understanding or wanting to understand will feel good to the person. The person will feel good by you saying, you know, I think I heard you saying da-da-da-da-da. Is this what you said or there's more? Or if you say, I got what you say, but I really would like to hear more. It's such a soothing feeling for a person who talks to you to know that he or she has been really listened to. Number four, before you do before you go to listen to someone, minimize their distractions as much as possible. I know this is a hard one because people always feel that they need to be alert. They need to be alerted. But it's so unhealthy for both the listener and the person who is being listened to. Close, shut up your phone. Find a corner in the house or in the cafe or restaurant where it's quiet. If the lighting is disturbing to you, change your place. And also try to quiet your inner dialogue. So if there's a voice in you that actually keeps nagging while you listen, tell the voice, I will listen to you, but later, not now. So it's important to identify the inner voice and to quiet it. Number five, if you need to respond, Use a mirroring technique. So you mirror the the things that that the person said. But first you have to confirm that you understood what the person said. And secondly, you can create a conversation about it, a dialogue. So you can say to the person, um, when you said this and this and this, Was it another thing you wanted to say? Or you meant just this? So you check. Again, you express interest. So I'll just repeat the five do's. What to do? Be curious. Number two, try to understand what the person says and feels. Number three, ask questions to understand. Number four, minimize distractions. Outer and inner. Number five, if you need to respond, mirror. Now, let's look at five points of what not to do. Number one, don't be afraid of silence. Isn't it interesting how, in our society, we're so afraid of silence? I think it was a topic of a conversation in one of the very in the episodes in the past. I need to look for it and maybe... Um, mm. Republish it. Uh, We are so afraid of being silent. And this is something which pushes us to meet ourselves. But I won't talk more about this one, about the reasons why we are so afraid of silence. But let's go back to the listening skills. Sometimes people stop talking because they need to think, they need to take a breath. They need to get in touch with the feeling. They need to remember to get in touch with the memory. So don't come in straight away when there's silence. And if it's difficult, count to ten. Preferably slowly. One, two, three, four, five. Or if it's agonizing to you, count in your heart faster. One, two, three, four, five. But count before you go in. There is a very special certainty when a person has finished to talk or finished to um, communicate an idea. Don't jump in. Number two, don't promote an agenda. Again, we mentioned it before. Don't uh, use what the person said in order to uh, say, to give your point. Because it's not about you. When you listen, it's about the other person. Number three, don't express impatience. And you can express it without even saying something. Looking at a watch or looking at your telephone or saying, ah, you've already said it fidgeting, doing things with your hands, all of this actually expresses impatience. So even if it's it, you think it makes you listen better, try not to do it for the person you are listening for the sake of the person you listen to. Number four, don't be judgmental, positive or negative. And number five, don't give an advice. I don't think you should uh, do uh, 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 or I think, Mm -mm -mm. or, by the way, what I do in er in these cases, don't give advice. Just don't give advice. And I know it's hard, because we think if we don't give advice, why the person was telling us all of this, you would be surprised, or maybe not, but most people tell us things because they want to be listened to, because they want to be heard. Because they want to be witnessed. And I know this is something which is important for all of us, for all of us, not just for children. But I think it's easier to start it with children. with your own children. Just stay tuned to the person in front of you. Your child, your partner, your employee, your employer, your neighbor. And if you don't have time to listen, minimize the time that you have to listen, but make it a good quality listening. So I wish you Enjoying the skill of of, uh, listening. And maybe if you want to start with something, ask yourself, what is the first thing I feel that I need to learn in order to become a better listener? Just a better listener. And write it on a piece of paper, or in your journal, or wherever you see it. And practice it once a day. Twice a day. Three times a day. You can start by practicing it with one person, with your child, for instance, or with your partner, and then you increase it. Or maybe I try when I go to the shop. And another thing which I want to say is about... Asking questions. If you are not in listening mode, and I do know that many times we are not in a listening mode, and it doesn't matter even why, what's the reason. But when you're not in a listening mode, try not to ask questions. Don't ask questions just to be polite. Instead of asking questions, you can just smile or nod, Or open your heart without a word and just embrace the person in front of you. Because when you ask a question, you will get an answer. And if you get an answer, and you don't, you're not in a place of listening, you actually didn't give the person any gift. Maybe the opposite is true. So enjoy the listening, or should I say, good listening or good practice of listening. Look after yourself. Big hug to you. Be well.